For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone. Today's episode is a little out of the ordinary of what I normally do. It's a little ranty. It's a little spicy. It's a little full of passion and emotion and not really emotion per se. Definitely passion though. And today I'm going to be talking about social media, but in particular, the scrolling of social media. And this was not meant to actually be like a full episode. This was just going to be like my thoughts that, you know, somehow like sometimes before the topics of the episodes, like I'll just like chit chat a little bit, bullshit a little bit. I'll just, you know, tell you about TV shows that I like or how I was obsessed with like crystal light pink lemonade, which I still am. Things like that. Like I'll just kind of like, we catch up. We have, we have girl time. So this was just going to be like a girl time rant about social media, but in particular scrolling and how I just really feel like I've just been like wasting a lot of my time just scrolling on social media. And as I was scripting this and just typing out my thoughts, When I say script, it's really me just like typing things out so I can work through things. I really like, I wrote like a 12 page paper on this is what I feel like. And I was like, you know what? This is just going to be the episode today. And I think so many people have these conversations all the time, both online and with friends. And I think the consensus is always the same for everyone, which is like, 
social media is not the best for everyone, yet we all just accept that we need to use it because it's just the modern day way of life. And I wanted to kind of just talk about that today and just say a couple things about it and just how I feel like I would just, if, if I did not scroll specifically on social media, I just feel like my life would get so much better. And I feel like that's the thing that is standing in the way of who I am today and who my higher self is. Like my higher self does not scroll on social media. And I feel like that's kind of how it ties into the show today and like the theme of manifest with Tori Simone. But at the same time, this is just really just on my mind lately. And I've just been wanting to talk about it. And I talk about it with my mom like all the time. Her and I always talk about social media and a bunch of things about it. But I just wanted to kind of bring it on the podcast too and just chat with you guys about it because I know if I'm feeling this way, at least one other person out there is feeling the same way and maybe we can do this together. Um, So yeah, I'm just going to be talking about social media today, but before we get into that, I hope you guys are having a great Monday. Um, This is a video episode which you guys can watch on YouTube, which is Manifest with Tori DeSimone YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Manifest with Tori DeSimone. Um, I have it linked down below in the show notes if you guys want to watch it. And um, if you guys go on Instagram, ironically, it's always posted on my personal page, which is at Tori Sterling underscore and the podcast page, which is at Manifest with Tori Spoon, which is so ironic that I'm plugging Instagram on a social media ranty episode. But let's just kind of get into it. Um, And then, yeah, I know this is different, but it's just been on my mind and it's just something that I really wanted to talk about today. And I don't have a title yet as I am recording this episode. So hopefully I can like, obviously this will have a title. So I hope the title is good. Okay. Let's just get into it. So I just find myself more and more um, on social media and I find myself just getting really fueled by anger and sadness of situations that I have no control over. And I also just feel like it's just a complete waste of my time. So for example, this morning, um, when I make breakfast, I typically will watch YouTube videos and I love doing that. Um, I don't like watching like a TV show because then I just feel like I'm starting the day watching TV. But for some reason, watching YouTube video is different and it's like acceptable in my mind or like I'll watch a video podcast. I just like watching something as I eat breakfast. So I was just watching a YouTube video today. And then for some reason, I forget why I had to go on Instagram. I've been trying to be as mindful as I can to not go on any sort of social media in the mornings um, until like 10 a.m. I really, really try my best. And I do a pretty good job, like I'd say like 60% of the time, but I really try. I make an effort for it. So this morning um, I was eating breakfast and then I went on Instagram for some reason. And this is how it always begins. Like I go on Instagram for an intention to like look up something or to check for a DM. Like there's always good intention behind it. But then I just get sucked into the scroll of it all. And then that's when all hell breaks loose is when I just start scrolling. So for example, this morning I 
went on Instagram to go check something and I just started flipping through stories as I always do. It's like, like I don't even realize that I'm doing it until I'm in it. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm on so-and-so story. And the thing is like, I don't even care about the stories that I see. And like, even when I post stories, I'm like, no one cares that much. Like no one's looking into my stories that much. Like no one cares. Anyway, this is the passion that I was talking about. So I'm on Instagram, I'm scrolling, and I see two horrible posts, absolutely horrible. They are dealing with deaths of people, and these people that posted about the deaths, one, they don't know each other, and two, the deaths are completely unrelated deaths. It was, I'm not even going to like mention the deaths, but it was just two completely unrelated deaths of people, and They were posted like literally right after one another of different deaths. And I understand that death happens to everyone. That's, we all know that, okay? It happens to everyone. It, but it, that does not make it any less tragic. But to be scrolling while eating breakfast and suddenly just have these incredibly senseless, cruel, and unnecessary deaths of young adults and teenagers, like the deaths I was seeing, one of them was a teenager and the other was, um, three kids and an Uber driver of kids that were my age. So like young twenties, young to mid twenties. And it just made me so incredibly sad, incredibly angry because it didn't need to happen and incredibly small. Because there's nothing you can do in that moment other than just like count your blessings and just like be upset and like be angry. And death, as we all know, is like the great equalizer. And it just, when it smacks you in the face like this, it just reminds you that it can happen to anyone at any time. And I don't even like speaking about this or speaking about death or anything, but it just made me so sad and so angry yet so blessed to be alive and blessed to have a a day in front of me full of opportunities and blessed that my family and loved ones are healthy and alive. And it just so quickly puts things into perspective and it does so without warning. And that's just really heavy to wake up to, especially when it's something as unnecessary as like what I saw on Instagram. Like all these deaths that I'm talking about, they did not need to happen. These people weren't sick. One of them was an accident. One of them seemed like a hate crime sort of thing. Like it was like, they just did not need to happen. And that's what brings out like the passion and the anger in this particular situation. And I was scrolling on my phone. I see these and I saw one, I was like, Oh my God. And like, I read into it, which I shouldn't have read into it. But at the same time, like I want to do, So I read into it and I was like, oh my God, that's just absolutely gut-wrenching. And then like three stories later, there's a second one of a completely different person. And it's just like, that one was equally, if not more gut-wrenching. And it's just like, oh, like what a way to wake up, you know, like that's not how I want to, no one wants to see that. No one wants to experience it, but like, God, it's just so, so so sad and so gut-wrenching and my heart just goes out to all the families and anyone that I know um, or anyone that has been affected by 
like any of these deaths that I saw or whatever it might be. Like I just, I can't even put into words, like just the gut wrenching feeling that you feel. And I'm sure you guys have felt this before from seeing things on social media where you're just helpless. And I also find myself like very sad stories aside, just getting really angry for lack of a better term with what I'm being fed on my pages. For the most part, my explore page is like cutie, girly, and pretty lighthearted. Like it has nail videos and it has girls doing like morning routines and it like hairstylists and like they're doing like color and stuff like that. Like all that stuff is pretty cutie and I like it for the most part. It's just like mind numbing and it's just like cutie. It's stuff that I like. But then the more that I look at it, I see so much of like Bravo reality TV drama, for example. And this reality TV drama is with people that actually think that this that this is like the only thing that matters in the world. Like real life people will be fighting with other real life people about Tom Sandoval and Raquel. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love talking about this story as much as the next person to like my friends or to like my boyfriend who knows nothing about it. I'm like, and then Tom Sandoval did this with Raquel with, while he was with Ariana and Tom Schwartznew. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love talking about this stuff. And I think it's like stupid and it's mind numbing. And it like, but I also have perspective. And I think the majority of people have perspective that like, it's not our whole world. But I will see people that are on like Instagram or social media and they're actually fighting with other people about like Scandoval. And it's like, that's, crazy to me that people will actually like fight with other people online about something that has nothing to do with them. And it's on like a reality TV show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. Like it's that kind of stuff is just what what gets wild to me. And like these cute hair videos that I see, mo- a lot of them are just like color blonde with me. And then it's like them, like, you know, their formulas and stuff like that. And I love seeing all that. But then there's like a percentage of it where it's like hairstylists will be complaining about the industry or like they'll share like shitty client stories. And like, look, I get it. Working in a customer service industry of any kind sheds like a whole new light on humanity, whether you're like a hostess, a waitress uh, in the hair industry, a nail tech, customer service rep, like we get it. Like sometimes we just can't believe the stuff that comes out of a human's mouth because we're like, are you kidding? Like, I get it. I completely get it. But I also just find myself getting caught up in like the drama of the prettiness of YouTube or and 
sorry, Instagram. And it just doesn't always like feel good. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel good when I'm just mindlessly scrolling, seeing complaints, hate, sadness, like that doesn't feel good. And also like there's so much, I don't even like talking about anything political, but there's so much political propaganda that goes on regardless of what side you're on or if you're on a side at all. Like if you know nothing about it, you just, you see it all. And it's just hard to go on any form of content, whether it be TV, podcasting, movies, and especially social media without being fed any sort of political messaging, whether you try to avoid it like me, like I do not go anywhere for political news. Like my mom would be like, oh, this is going on in the news. I'm like, I don't know anything and I don't want to know anything. And that's really how I feel. Like there's a lot that goes on and I could get worked up about a lot of things, but I just choose not to. Um, And that's also just why I never talk about, like I'm getting hot talking about this now because I just, I don't like talking about politics whatsoever, but that's why I never talk about politics or honestly anything controversial on this podcast, because I know you guys are already getting it from everywhere else. So you don't need it from me either. Like you've, you see it everywhere. I see it everywhere. And how do you even go? I don't even go looking for it. So I can't imagine the people that do go looking for whatever it might be. And they find it and they probably get it tenfold because now their algorithm is like crazy with it. And I get a bunch of stuff on all sides of it and I don't even go looking for any of it. So I know that you guys probably get fed so much stuff as well. And that's why I never want my pages to be anything about that. Like I want my pages to always be a place of comfort and inspiration and love and acceptance and just normal life. You know what I mean? Like I just want it to feel comforting. Like you're catching up with a friend and a sister. And that's just how I have always wanted my pages to always feel. So I'm like literally hot from talking about that. Like I get so uncomfortable talking about anything like that. But on the flip side of it, like those are all issues that are out of my control. You know what I mean? And like, that's all stuff from following Bravo accounts or from interacting with like cute hair pages or stuff like that. Like that's stuff that has been, I guess, curated to me. But on the flip side of it, sometimes I just see things from people that I personally know that just like flat out hurts my feelings. Stuff like they're hanging out without me. And like, I wonder why I wasn't invited to that. Like I would assume that this is like a function that maybe I'd get an invite to and I didn't. Or should I be doing more because this person just posted that they're doing this. So should I be doing this as well? Like things like that. And it just becomes a lot after a time. And I just find myself getting really caught up in the social media comparison game and leaving social media so much more anxious and sad than when I first even opened the app. And social media really began as a way to connect with others. Like when Facebook, I wasn't like in the whole MySpace scene. I was a little too young, but I was in like the Facebook scene. Like I got a Facebook page when I was in seventh grade. I started YouTube in my eighth grade year. So like middle school is when social media was like a thing for me. Um, And then Instagram launched when I was in eighth grade. So again, uh, middle school. If you like look back on any of like the old documentaries of like how Facebook began and stuff like that, the key word that they always use is connection. It's a place to connect with others. And that's just how it began. It was a 
it was a way to connect with other people. But the people that I want to connect with, I will call them or I'll run into them at the studio or I'll schedule a dinner with them. Plus, like the quote unquote connection that we see of people on social media is a curated connection. They're only showing what they want to show. Um, I I have this one friend in mind who was a, a really good friend of mine in high school. And then we graduated. We went on our separate paths for college years and stuff like that. Um, and I haven't seen her in a while and she was at the studio the other night and we, it was like awesome to see her again because I hadn't seen her in years. And it was just like, you pick up right where you left off. We, we caught up. Um, it was just like so awesome to see her. And so I think of this friend particular from high school that I haven't seen like in six years. Um, and had I not run into her and I wanted to know what she was up to, I probably would have just checked on her Instagram and I would have just gotten like the highlight reel of what she's doing. You know, I would have known from her bio, like where she's living. I would have known from her pictures, like who she's dating. I would have known like what her job is like for the most part. But then I also would have just seen like the life events, like maybe her sister's baby shower or her brother's wedding, like things like that. Like I'm just getting the highlight reel of her life. Like I'm not getting the genuine connection that I would have gotten from her if I just shot her a message and said like, Hey, I know it's been a while, but like, I'm really thinking of you. Like, do you want to catch up soon and grab dinner? Or if she lived in like, I don't know, Florida and I didn't know that she moved, she could have been like, Oh, well I actually moved to Florida, but like, let's jump on a FaceTime. Things like that. Like if I genuinely wanted to connect with someone that I care about, I would reach out and make that connection happen. And if I did want to like check up on someone that I didn't want to genuinely connect with and I shot them a message like, hey, was thinking of you, they'd be like, what? Like, that's so weird. Like I can just go stalk their Instagram page. You know what I mean? So like half the time it's like, yeah, I want to connect with people that I haven't seen in a while. But then the other half, it's like, I'm just curious, like, what are you up to? And I wouldn't message that person and just be like, you want to hang out? Cause they'd be like, what? Like, we've never talked. Like you have those people. Like we all have those people where it's like, maybe it's like an ex's girlfriend. You're like checking up on them, but it's like, okay, I'm just looking at them. Like I'm not trying to connect with them. You know what I mean? So the whole like social media began as a way to connect with other people. I understand that. But at the end of the day, that's not always what it's all about. And the people that you do want to connect with, I would rather see them in person and actually know like, how they're doing as opposed to just seeing their curated highlight reel of how it looks like they're doing. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Casey Neistat um, just made a vlog that was entirely written and like directed by AI. And it was a really great concept um, for him for a video, um, but it was a horrible idea from AI. Casey said it best and he said that in the video it lacked soul and technology really lacks the humanity and the soul of creativity. And same goals for social media. It's just this facade of connection. Connection comes from human interaction, not technology and social media stalking and a curated pretty feed. To the second half of this that I kind of brought up, which is that I feel like I'm wasting my life. I just know that I'm wasting my life scrolling And I don't want to come on here and just like shit on social media as a whole because I have gained so much of my life from social media. Like almost everything in my career has stemmed from social media. My YouTube journey started, like I said, in eighth grade from makeup tutorials, which allowed me to meet the coolest people, connect, but may I add, connect in real life with the coolest people, travel all over the country in high school and into my late teen years and make a really awesome career for myself all by the time that I was 20. And then this podcast is such a blessing and I just adore this community and the platform to speak my mind with very like-minded people and just inspire those that just want to listen or maybe just want a friend or want comfort, whatever it might be. I also was able to open my spin studios with confidence. Like I knew when I opened Stride that people would come. And the reason that I was really confident going into opening a brick and mortar studio was due to the backing of my social media. And pretty much all of the marketing of Stride is on social media. All the marketing of my planners, the manifest planner, I launched, sold, and marketed all via social media. So It's incredibly valuable and I am not denying that. What I'm talking about in terms of wasting time and feeling anxious and sad and angry, that doesn't necessarily stem from social media, but it stems from the scrolling and that's where the issue is. The issue doesn't seem to be social media. It seems to be the scrolling on social media. The scrolling is where I lack connection. The scrolling is where I find the anxiety, the sadness, the anger, the comparison. The scrolling is where I waste my life. When I'm not coming on social media with the intention to post a video to make someone's day or to post a podcast episode to inspire or to create a new manifest product to boost someone's creative productivity journey, it's the scrolling that is the root of the problem, not the platform the scrolling. 
So little tangent, but stick with me here. I quit drinking alcohol about like at this point, like eight or nine months ago, um, maybe eight, eight months ago. And when I quit, it wasn't because I was excessively drinking. Um, it was just because I just didn't really like it very much to begin with. And when I listened to Andrew Huberman's podcast about what drinking does for your brain, body, and health, I went on a 30-day challenge of no alcohol just to see if I liked it, and I just kept going after that. If you guys are interested on this, I have two dedicated episodes about not drinking, and I really go in-depth as to why I stopped drinking and if I'll continue, how my life has changed, what I've noticed in myself, things like that. Um those are on this episode or on this podcast if you want to hear more about that after this episode. But I quit drinking. Um, like I said, it wasn't because I thought I had a problem. It wasn't because I drank excessively. It was not because I had horrible hangovers. I actually never even had a hangover. And it was also never because I thought that I was wasting my time. While I love not drinking and I don't plan to drink anytime soon, the videos that I see of people that have quit alcohol, they seem to have a rebirth of sense. They really find themselves. They find hobbies. They find really genuine connections. They find happiness. They find time. And I found this to be especially true in a video that I saw on Instagram, of course, of a guy who was sober for 15 years. And it seems like he's lived a thousand lives since then. He was, I think, an alcoholic and then he got sober. And then once he got sober, he just started experimenting and dabbling in all these different hobbies, which turned into career paths. Like he would, um, he was a photographer and then a flat fashion designer and then he started quilting and now like that's his thing right now. Like he quilts and he was so fun and he was so bubbly and he was so full of life and like I just loved it. And I found that since I have quit alcohol, like sure, there's a few more things that I do in my life such as like I'm currently marathon training, but I wouldn't trace that back to it's because I quit alcohol. The comparison here is if you're not spending your weekends at the bar, how are you spending your weekends? And that's like a question that I see a lot um, on like the not drinking side of things. It's like, so what do you do instead of like going to the bars? Um, and again, I kind of dive into this in some of the other drinking episodes. So if you want to know more about that, I'll leave that over there. But for this guy, the answer was he pursued hobbies. And for me, since I stopped drinking and I don't really go out to bars, I just don't find them fun. Even when I was drinking, I rarely went out to bars because I just don't always find them the best time. But I do like a happy hour bar. That is fun. And I just get a mocktail. And it's just as fun as before, if not more fun. Anyway, so the question is, if you're not spending your weekends at the bars, how are you spending your weekends? This guy's answer was he was pursuing his hobbies. My answer is that I scroll on social media. Which is really sad, but it's true. Like on Saturday, I had a completely free Saturday, which I'm not going to have for a very long time. Like the summers are always crazy for me because my studio down at the shore opens up and I just feel like we always have something on the weekends. People have weddings and birthday parties and activities and baby showers and 
my boyfriend and I are throwing a talent show. Like there's just like always something on the weekends. So it's very rare to have like a weekend free come summertime. And this was one of like the last ish freer weekends that we're going to have for a pretty long time now. And what did we do? Literally nothing. I spent the entire day inside on my phone and it sucked. I felt like I wasted an entire day of my life. And then after seeing this stuff this morning about people just senselessly losing their life, I just feel such guilt. Like how could I like spend any of my precious life that I'm so blessed to live just scrolling on Instagram. And I can't even remember what I saw on Saturday. It was just a mind numbing day of just scrolling all freaking day long. And I tie this back to alcohol because for some people it's alcohol. Once they cut out alcohol, they have this resurgence of life and they get full of life and they reach their best self and they have their best self potential and they bring it out and they just are a glowing, radiant version of themselves. For me, when I quit alcohol, yeah, I I definitely see amazing improvements and I'm much more calm. You might not believe it in this episode because I'm like kind of passionate today, but I'm overall much, much more calm than I used to be. However, I think that what is alcohol to some is my version of scrolling. If I were to quit scrolling out of my life, I think I would be genuinely happier and I think I would be my higher self. And scrolling is the thing that's preventing that for me. So I made a list here of five things that if I were to quit scrolling, I think would happen in my life. Number one is I would find hobbies. I bought a puzzle the other day because I really enjoy puzzling on my iPad And I wanted one in my house. And I also saw Quantum Boy, who, if you guys don't know who Quantum Boy is, in my last episode, I talked about this guy that I found on Instagram, who at first I thought he was like a parody account. But now, and then by the end of the video, I was crying because I was like so like touched and moved by his video. Now I'm just like obsessed. Like anything he posts, I'm like, I love it. He's like, he's just so kind and like such a sweet soul. And it's like a journal entry. And it's like a public journal. Like it's almost intrusive to watch these videos, but it's just so incredible. Anyway, this is also what I mean though. Like social media has its good and I don't want to shit on social media as a whole. It's the scrolling of it all. Like when I say scrolling, I'm primarily referring to Instagram because that's what I use. I deleted TikTok because I was actually wasting so much time of my life on TikTok. Like I would go on TikTok and knock it off for another six hours and I would get angry on TikTok. Like I would see stuff on TikTok and just like get fired up. I'm like, literally, what am I angry about? Like, this is crazy. Twitter, I deleted it. When did I delete Twitter? I think like during the pandemic because it was just too much for me. I was like, I just can't be reading everyone's opinions all the time about what's going on in the world. So I just deleted Twitter altogether. I think I deleted my account. Like I was just so done with Twitter. Um, I don't go on Facebook anymore. So the only place that I really scroll nowadays is Instagram. And recently I've gotten in a bad habit of going on Reddit and Reddit is like a fun place, but it's a scary place because it now consumes my thoughts. Like I'll see something and I'm like, oh my God, I wonder what Reddit thinks of this. And like, I'll search it in Reddit. I literally went on Reddit and searched quantum boy. Like I'm obsessed with Reddit and that's not something to be prideful about. Like I need to not 
be like that. But anyway, so when I say scrolling for me, it's Instagram and like now it's Reddit. Um, but I'm going to stop Reddit and I'm going to stop Instagram scrolling because I don't scroll anywhere else. YouTube has always been like a safe place for me because it's like a casual viewing. So I have someone to like connect with while I like eat or while I like do laundry or I listen to podcasts. Like they're all like the same, like a podcast, YouTube, that's safe territory for me. And I never really find myself having any sort of negative emotions when it comes to YouTube. I always just feel good for the most part on YouTube. And that feels good. So that's what I mean. Like not all social media is bad. It's the scrolling aspect of it for me that is bad for me. Anyway. Um, okay. I was talking about hobbies. Um, I didn't find puzzles. I'm talking about puzzles too. I didn't find puzzles by scrolling or I didn't find quantum boy by like scrolling on Instagram. I can't believe I'm talking about him. But anyway, I think if I stopped scrolling, I would find hobbies and I would find things that genuinely interest me, such as puzzles, reading, doing my makeup. Like I remember I used to spend my free time cleaning my makeup brushes and organizing my makeup collection or just like doing a smoky eye for fun and then washing it off and then doing something again on the other eye, like a purple eye or I would try like a red lip. Like I just used to always just play around with makeup and experiment with makeup I remember one time when um, Face Off was like a really popular show. I got like prosthetic makeup and I tried to make like a wound on my hand and I actually posted it on my Instagram. It's gone now. But um, at the time, I didn't know really because I was a very innocent kid, but it really looked like a vagina. Um, and I posted on my Instagram. I was like, look, I have like a gaping wound. And it literally just looks like a vagina that I put like on the back of my hand. And then a couple years later, I like went back. I was like, oh my God, I have to take this off the internet. Like, I can't even believe it made it past community guidelines. Like that was crazy. But anyway, what I'm getting at is that I just used to like, I just remember having hobbies and I used to have these hobbies before scrolling took over. And I think of people like my dad, my dad is a man of hobbies. I feel like guys are just better at having hobbies. Like guys can be entertained with anything. And I've always been so envious of that when it comes to guys. On my 25th birthday episode, I was like, I love being a girl. I would never want to be a guy. Like I just, I love being a girl. Like And that's true. I love being a girl, but I'm so envious that guys can be entertained by literally anything. Like this pen right here, I'm holding up a pen. This pen right here, a guy would like have a field day with this pen for like six hours and they could be so entertained. I'm so envious of it, but guys just like love having hobbies. My dad is a man of many hobbies. He fishes, he golfs, he's in a bocce league, he's in a shuffleboard league, he has men's night, like at his country club. Like this is a man of hobbies. Okay. My mom and I joke all the time, but it's also like not really joke. Like we would love to do this. And I'm sure if I stopped scrolling, I could find the time to do this. We always say that we want to start a podcast about being bored because like we are just always bored. But then I think like, when is the last time that I was actually mind numbingly bored? And The answer, I think it it would have to be when I was a kid because sure, like I get bored nowadays. Like there are definitely like Saturday, I was bored, but I just remember like being a kid and 
when social media didn't exist, like on Saturday, for example, when I was bored, like I just filled that time by going on Instagram or on social media or on like YouTube or just like watching something to like fill my time. And I also can't watch like TV up on the TV. Like I have to watch it on my phone. Otherwise, I just find myself scrolling while I'm like watching TV. So like if I have it on my phone, I would I say a lot more focus. So people always think like whenever I'm down at the shore house, my parents are there. And like I'm watching like a show on my phone. They're like, you can put it up on the TV. I'm like, I know, but I prefer it on my phone. Anyway, what I'm getting at is like, sure, I get bored from day to day at times, but I have like social media to scroll through to kind of kill that boredom. But when I was a kid, that did not exist. Like pre-middle school, like when I was bored, oh my God, like I could have died of boredom. Like I swear, like I remember sometimes like I would go into my mom's room or into her office and I'd be like, mom, I am so bored. Like I could die from boredom right now. Like I'm so bored. I'm so bored. And she would give me all these ideas. She'd be like, you can go outside. You can do this. I'm like, those all sound so boring. Like I'd rather like, it's just crazy. Like, and I don't, ever remember feeling that bored since scrolling has become a thing in my life. And, you know, to kind of circle it back, like, sure, I get bored and I fill my time with scrolling, but I could fill that time with hobbies. I could garden. I could rock climb. I could go on a bike ride. I could grocery shop. I could bake. I could do my makeup. I could get like a college degree. Hello, I could go to online school and like get a college degree. You know what I mean? Like there are just so many things that I could be doing with my life that I'm not doing because whenever I have free time, I'm like, let me just scroll. Like I can't even believe I'm saying this stuff. Like how did I get so far down into this rabbit hole? And I just like will look back on my day and I'm like, what did I just do for the last four hours of my day? Oh, yeah. Like I was scrolling, looking at I don't even I don't even know what I could tell you that I was looking at, but I was just wasting my time and like wasting my life. I just feel like I'm just wasting so many days doing this. It's really sad anyway. All right. The second thing that I think would happen if I quit scrolling, I think I would work a lot harder and really establish my career. What I mean by this is like, I know the direction that I want to take my career and it's a thousand step journey, but I just don't know where to begin. And it's honestly just really overwhelming and confusing at the starting line. So I procrastinate starting by scrolling. And if I eliminated that distraction, I would be forced to really confront the discomfort of not knowing where to begin or not knowing how to begin and just diving in head on. I would just have to work through my thoughts and uncertain times and I would really just have to like lean in to that feeling and just learn as I go. And also I wouldn't feel the pressure to launch a a business as soon as possible because there wouldn't be a pressure from what I see other people doing like, oh, look what I just did. Look what I launched. Look what I'm coming out with. Look what I'm collaborating on. Like, look at like, look at all these amazing accomplishments. And that's great. And I'm so happy that all these people are doing all these amazing things. It's so inspiring for me to see. It reminds me that like I can do anything I set my mind to, but it also creates a sense of urgency. And I feel like Good things take time and scrolling has shown and proven that instant gratification and instant results 
is what you need to do. It's now, 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 now. The saying is like strike while the iron is hot, but it's like, okay, the iron needs to heat up a little bit. So I'm just going to plug it in. I'm going to let it heat up, which could take a minute. So I'm just going to like chill, build this the right way, learn as I go and launch when I'm ready. Anyway, if I eliminated the scrolling, I really believe that I would be able to focus on my career instead of using scrolling as a procrastination tool. Like there will be days in my week, like Thursday this week, for example, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, which is rare for me. I normally record on Thursdays, but I'm switching up my recording days. Thursday this week, I have nothing planned. And that day I'm having it dedicated to my business plan day and my visualization of my next like career move project day. But when I see a big open day like that, it is so much easier to just try to start and then not know where to begin and then just scroll to procrastinate it. And I don't want to take the easy way out. Like I really think if scrolling was not an option, I would be forced to feel that discomfort of like, okay, I don't know where the heck to begin. I know where I want to get to. I know what it looks like in the end, but I don't know how to get from A to B. So let me start at A1 and I will get to B, but I just have to begin. And scrolling is such a procrastinator for me. So if I didn't have it, I think I would be really in good graces. The third thing, I kind of touched on this, but I would genuinely connect with people more. Jay Shetty, I think it was, said that the number one thing couples do together is watch TV. And like that one hurt me because I find it to be true. Like my boyfriend and I watch so much TV together and I don't even really like TV. Like, don't get me wrong. I like mindless reality TV. And I talk about that on the show this time, like all the time, like Vanderpump Rules and uh, Housewives and Love is Blind, like Love Island, like stuff like that, like mindless stuff. I really do genuinely enjoy. Um, It's just something to like give my brain a break. Like I enjoy it. It's stupid. It's mindless. This past weekend, I watched the Avatar movie on Saturday night, which is like three and a half hours. The new one, The Way of the Water. And we also watched Creed 3. And honestly, I did. I, I liked Creed 3. I didn't love the Avatar movie, but for both of them, I just found myself really on edge for both of those movies. And I was just so like in my emotions with them. The Avatar movie was like sad, honestly. And the Creed movie, I just like was scared for Creed. Like I just don't want anything bad to happen to him. So I was just like, I was too invested. I was too on edge. And I was like, I'm not having fun. Like I'm straight up not having a good time. Like my adrenaline is raised. My cortisol is raised. I'm stressed out. Like I'm not having a good time. But with reality TV, there's like, it's nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's just entertainment and it's like stupid entertainment. Like it's not going to alter my day of what happens. If I watch like The Whale, for example, which is a really sad movie, like, and I won't probably ever watch it because I don't think I'll be able to handle that side of a movie. Like it will affect me for the rest of the day. But if I'm watching like Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip and Portia gets in a fight with like Heather, like I'm good. Like my day will go on unscathed. You know what I mean? Like it's just mind numbing. Anyway, I like TV as much as the next person for like what I'm saying, 
but he doesn't really like reality TV. So we kind of just end up watching something that we both settle on and neither of us like really love it, except for the shows that like we do genuinely love, which is like White Lotus, Euphoria. We both really like Tonight Agent, House of Dragon, Love Island, like things like that. But we find that even those are like far and few between of like when we both find a show that we're like obsessed with. And even like I notice in conversations with friends and my parents, a topic that always comes up is, so like what shows are you watching? And it's just what people do. And I'm not hating on bonding over a TV show. Like I think it's really fun. Like White Lotus, for example, like I love White Lotus. And it was really fun on like Sunday nights to be like, White White Lotus is tonight and just like really get into the show. And I think that's fun to bond with a friend or a partner and discuss the show and like be wrapped up in it. That can be fun. But when it's like, hey, we don't know what to do. Like, let's just watch TV. That's when I'm like, damn, like we really could be doing something else. Like we could be reading a book next to each other. We could puzzle together. Um, We could just straight up talk to each other. Okay. Remember that? We could talk to each other. We could hike. We could bake. We could play games. We could really strengthen our bond and get to know each other so, so, so much more. And this doesn't have to just go for a partner. This could go with a friend. You know, like I really am in like a season of my life where I just want people around me that like it's quality over quantity. And I really just want to be strengthening the bond with so many people that I bring into my life. And I just want to get to know them better. And I'm not going to get to know anyone better by sitting next to them and watching TV. Boyfriend aside, like with friends, if I didn't check up with them on social media, like I would be forced to call them. I'd be forced to see them and get to know like how they actually are and connect with them again. I have this one friend also from high school who I consider one of my best friends. And she's someone that like when you see them, you just pick up right where you left off. And I see her like maybe two or three times a year. Um, but other than that, like we never really talk in between seeing each other just because we're, we just have our lives. And like, I'm also not a friend that like needs to talk to my friends all day long. Um, or even months long, like I'll see you when I see you. And I can't wait to see you because we just pick up right where we left off. That's how I am with pretty much all my friends. Anyway. Um, so this one friend, her and I met up a couple months ago and I was like, oh my God, like fill me in. Like what's new? Like I know you're dating someone, blah, blah, blah. And she was just telling me all these things about her life and her relationship and herself and her job and her career that had I just checked on her Instagram, I would have never known any of that. You know what I mean? So like just talking to someone, like you don't get to really connect with someone through just seeing what they post on social media. You get to really connect with them and know what they've been doing and know what they've learned and like what they're experiencing by genuinely talking to them. And that is so much more rewarding than just going on their Instagram to like see if they're engaged or see where their bio says that they're living now or what job they're in. Like, and if I didn't scroll, I would probably have a lot more time to hang out with people. On weeknights, for example, on my free nights, um, here's what I always do. I cook dinner and then I watch TV and I go to bed. But what really happens is I stop work around five and then I scroll until like six or 6.30 and then I make dinner and then my boyfriend comes home from work and then he showers. So then I wait for him to shower um, and then we will eat together. But while he's showering, I sit downstairs and I scroll while dinner is like finishing up. I scroll. Then he's out of the shower. We eat TV or eat TV. We eat while we watch TV and then we clean up dinner. We watch some more TV. I scroll while the TV's on 
then I go to bed and then I scroll in bed. And that's like a free night when I'm like, I don't have anything to do and I don't want to have anything to do. Like this is always what I do. And it's just the same. And you know what? This is just the season of life right now. I'm not complaining because I enjoy it. Like we talk, obviously. It's not like we don't talk. Okay. I'm making this sound really bad. We obviously talk. We have connections. We like love each other's company. We love each other's presence, whatever. We also don't have kids. Like we don't have a dog. Like we don't really have responsibilities outside of like one another. Um, so if I cut out the scrolling, however, I would probably have like two to three more hours a night that I could do things like for myself, like find hobbies or connect with friends or him and I could go like do something together. Well, his job is pretty demanding with time. So not really him. Um, but me, I could go like do a whole lot more stuff with my life and kind of like how I started this episode, like life is precious. My time is precious. And so is yours. And if I cut out scrolling, I could just really use my time a lot better. The fourth thing is my mental state, I think would be a lot more clear. Um, I would just feel so much more aligned with myself and less with showing up with how I think I should be showing up according to others. What I mean by this is like, I've been struggling and I've talked about this on the podcast before. I've been struggling with how to dress and do my makeup specifically for the last few years because I scroll and I see these trends and I try them out. And frankly, I don't like how these trends look on me. So then I get confused and I get really down on myself. I will say to you though, if you guys are watching the video podcast, I love how I did my makeup today. Um, I just got all these new products. Maybe I'll show you guys soon. Um, but I got all these new products and I really love them. And I just feel like it's like pretty glowy, like summer makeup, but I also put on a little bit of self tanner and that just always, always helps. Anyway, I digress. I mentioned earlier that I feel anxious and sad and angry. And like, I feel like I compare myself when I scroll. So if I didn't scroll, it's easy to assume that I wouldn't feel those emotions when I go on social media apps. FOMO would probably not be a thing, which I don't even experience it a ton as it is. Like I mentioned earlier, like sometimes I'll see things. I'm like, why wasn't I invited to that? It's more hurt than like a fear of missing out. Um, because I would just rather not like do like, I would like most of the time it's like bars and stuff like that. Like I'd rather just not be like going to bars and like partying. That's just not my thing. Um, but FOMO wouldn't really be a thing, but I imagine that like it would kind of just vanish if I just didn't see anything. I also wouldn't care about what others are doing because I know that people don't care what I'm doing. And I actually talk about this a lot in therapy uh, because it's just like I grew up on the internet and I grew up kind of having like the approval and validation from other people. Like when I would post YouTube videos and like subscribers and stuff like that and like comments, like I, I just always kind of grew up on the internet, um, more than like the average kid because I was posting like YouTube videos. So now that I'm like 25, I kind of just have begun to like unpack that. Not that it's a bad thing. It just has shaped me into kind of who I am. So I'm kind of just trying to learn out of that, which I can do a whole podcast episode about that too, because that's been really interesting and honestly really cool to like dive deep in. But anyway, um, I just realized that like no one analyzes our lives as much as we do. And I would imagine that if I did not scroll and look at other people's lives, I would imagine I wouldn't analyze my life as much. And it'd probably be way more fun to live again. I wouldn't like do things for the post. Um, someone was saying like, I saw this when I was scrolling on Instagram and someone said like, would people run a marathon if they couldn't post about it? Okay. And I was like, 
oh yeah, that one felt personal. Like that one hurt a little bit because there have been runs where I like to post my runs on my Instagram story because I have a lot of you guys that are runners too. And whenever I post them, you guys will comment on it or ask questions about it. And like, there's pretty much a good dialogue for the most part that goes on with it. But there have been a couple runs where I'm like, I really want to get this mileage in so I can post about it. Or I really want to get a sub 10 um, mile split pace so that I can post about it. Like there have translucently like been times when like I have finished a run because I'm like, I can post about it afterwards. So yeah, when that guy said that, like it was definitely personal. Okay. Like that one hurt a little bit, but I really feel as though my mental state would be so much clearer, clear because I would start living for me and not from the approval of other people that I don't even need. Like I don't need the validation of random people or even people that I know to know that like, I am living a life that I'm proud of. Kendall Jenner actually went on a Jay Shetty episode and she had this like amazing one-liner and I will have it posted on the Manifest with Tori's Moan Instagram. But it was really, really good. And it was pretty much just like people can pick you apart. But like when I look in the mirror at the end of the day, like I know who I am and that's all that matters. She said it a lot more powerfully, um, but I I really loved it. And it's always stuck with me. And I, I feel like, I would just start living for me and not seek approval of others, which I don't even really seek, but like I'll put something up on my story. I'm like, is this weird to post? And it's like, who cares? Like if I think it's not weird, then like post it, but I won't post it sometimes because I'm like, oh, like so-and-so will probably think it's weird, but that's me projecting my own insecurity into someone else. I have someone else to blame. It's wild. So yeah, I think I would start living more for me and not for the accolades. Anyway. And the last thing that I think would happen if I stopped scrolling and quit scrolling out of my life is I think my attention span would get a lot better. Like even now as I'm typing this or as I was typing this, obviously before I was recording it, um, I just wanted to check my text messages to see if I missed anything. It's like a dopamine hit. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Instagram that it's like a dopamine detox and it's like quitting social media and doing like XYZ things for like a dopamine detox. So I've definitely been seeing that, but like, I agree, like it really is like a rush of dopamine. I think in the social, what was that Netflix documentary? The social experiment? I forget, but you guys know what I'm talking about. They compared it to like playing the slots. It's like, and I I completely agree. It's like, oh, what's going to wait for me as I click my messages app or whose story is going to pop up first? And also like with social media, you never run out of content and you never run out of scrolling. And if you're getting bored of what you see on your page, all you have to do is simply refresh it. And now you have a world of all new content. It is really scary how much content's out there. It's really crazy how much content's out there. And it's really crazy how addicting it is because you can literally just continue to refresh and refresh and refresh. And you always just get new, new, new. And that is such a rush and such a hit of dopamine that like, no wonder I'm addicted to it. You know what I mean? Like, no wonder I just always want to keep seeing like, what's next? What's next? What's next? It's like, if we were to live our life, like the whole what's next, like there's probably something better after I refresh the page mentality. Like, oh my God. I remember I was watching an episode of Say Yes to the Dress a really long time ago. And this one bride was like never happy with the dress. And she's like, I like this dress, but what if another dress comes along that I like more? And the bridal consultant sat her down and she was like, you love your fiance, right? 
but like, what if you, another guy comes along that you love more? And she was like, well, then I'd leave my fiance for him. And that stuck with me. And I was like, okay, that's crazy. That's crazy. But the whole thing with like the dress, it's like the comparison was a really good comparison, but it's true. Like you can have something good in front of you and know that there's, there could always be something better, but if you love it and if you're happy, like that's all that matters. You know what I mean? Okay. I digress yet again. Um, what was I even talking about? Oh yeah. Content. It's, you can always get something better. You can always get something fresher. You can always get something new. And it just, it's like that dopamine hit that you're like, I just want to see what else is out there. So anyway, all this is to say that my attention span currently is shit. Okay. On Saturday, I actually did try and do some things like outside of scrolling. I washed my makeup brushes, which I haven't done in, I'm so embarrassed to say it. Like, honestly, pre-COVID, like those brushes went through a pandemic with me. Um, so I washed my makeup brushes. I began to reorganize my makeup just like I used to do, but I didn't even finish. I did not even finish reorganizing my makeup. It's all like still sitting on my vanity. I just ran out of the attention span to do it and I just haven't finished it. So instead I sat down on my phone for the next three hours and I scrolled. I have the attention span to sit down for short, like 30 seconds or less interactions on my phone constantly for hours upon hours upon hours, but not the attention span to sit down and write my business plan or to reorganize my blushes for God's sakes. Like I once had an attention span and I know that this is because I used to like sit in school for hours a day and sure, like, don't get me wrong. Like by the sixth or seventh period, like I was really checked out. Like I was just done, but that was after five or six hours of schoolwork all day long. Like if I could sit down for five or six hours with like a little break and rearrange my makeup all day, like, I don't know if I could do that. You know what I mean? Like I can work, like I can get in like a deep flow of work, but can I focus on hobbies? I don't know, but I could scroll for six hours. That's where the issue lies. So I really think that my attention span would get so much better if I quit scrolling. Okay, now comes the rebuttal of it all because all debates, which this didn't even mean to be a debate and I'm literally debating myself here, but all debates need a rebuttal and a devil's advocate. So here, here we are. Scrolling is mind numbing to which I say, yes, it is. But even after like completing this episode script, I went back in to write this because after, so as soon as I was done writing the script, the only thing that I wanted to do was go on Instagram and just like scroll. After writing this, it was the only thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to check Instagram and scroll through stories and get that dopamine hit and the release of thinking and soothing that habit. Like I'm just totally addicted. And I hate that. Like, I can't believe I'm addicted to scrolling, but like, I feel like I'm addicted to scrolling and it sucks. And sometimes like it does feel good to just numb your mind and just not think like that feels good. And scrolling is a way of doing that in the beginning, but it never ends up that way. Like for the first three minutes, it's fine. But then three minutes turn into 30 and then those 30 minutes turn into 60. And then by the time that I'm done scrolling, I feel sad, anxious, and I compare myself and I just wasted an hour of my life and I leave the app feeling worse than when I came on and I never leave feeling more recharged or refreshed, which is how you should feel after a break in a work day or at all. Like if I'm going to take a break from work, I want something that will bring me 
back to work feeling really re-energized. And scrolling simply does not do that. If anything, it makes me want to work less. But like a walk would leave me feeling really refreshed, cooking lunch, practicing some yoga, maybe writing, reading, puzzling. I know I'm talking about puzzles a lot, but like puzzles are so good for my mind. They feel so mind soothing as opposed to mind numbing. The craze. Oh, this is what I meant to say. The craze of looking at satisfying things on the internet. Um, don't get me wrong. Like it is so soothing and so satisfying, but a puzzle is that to my brain. It is so satisfying, like finishing a puzzle or even just getting one puzzle piece to fit into another. It's like, yes, like that's a dopamine hit. Like it just feels so good. And it feels like someone is literally in my brain massaging it. And that is an amazing feeling. And I've never felt a mind soothing experience. Like someone was massaging my brain when I'm scrolling on Instagram. Okay. And I think that says all that it needs to say. Another rebuttal to this is that everyone says we need social media. And I agree. Like my career is very heavily dependent on social media. Even though I don't consider myself an influencer, I still would say that my career really does rely in like the palms of social media. So what's the solution? I guess the obvious answer of this is to only go on social media to post and not to scroll, but that takes really heavy self-control, especially when the two are in the same app. And mind you, these apps are designed to be addictive. They are designed that way. And they have absolutely accomplished that because I, like I said a couple of minutes ago, feel like I'm totally utterly addicted. So I don't know what the practice is to fix this because the solution is clear as day. And the solution is don't scroll. But then my question is how, how do I present, prevent myself from scrolling? I know our phones have like the time limits on them, but literally all you have to do is click ignore. And then you're like back in the app. And I do that every single day. Okay. It does not do anything. Um, also how do you post and then not scroll? Also, Instagram engagement, for example, goes up when you go on the app, reply to comments, scroll, comment on other people's stuff, then post your own stuff, then reply to comments, and then get off. So it's designed to make you scroll to get more accounts to see your stuff if you want your stuff to perform well. If you want your stuff to perform well, then you have to like you have to play into the game of Instagram and you have to play into their algorithm. And that is really annoying, okay? So I guess this episode is a rant with intentions, but then it also is ending with like a big fat I don't know how to end this episode because how do I stop myself from scrolling? Do I delete the apps and hire someone to run my social media for me? Like that is something I could totally do. But then I get in that thought in the back of my mind that's like, Tori, if you don't even want to be on social media because it's bad for your lifestyle, why should anyone else care what you have to do with your life or what you're up to or what products you're pushing out? Like literally, why would anyone care? No one should care. If you don't even care, why should anyone else care? And no one cares about me more than me. So this is like just the thinking that I go in circles with and that I like talk about a lot in therapy. Like, it's just like, it's just like this never ending cycle of like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You know what I mean? And this exact conversation is what I have with my friends and that I hear other people have all the time. And they have these conversations on podcasts, um, on YouTube videos, like in, in broad daylight, that's not really what I meant to say, but like, it's just a common conversation of, I don't like social media, but I feel like I need to 
continue to post about it. But at the same time, I feel like no one really cares. And I mean, I, to that, I'd say, I guess all that's true. Like, don't get me wrong. There are definitely people that I'm invested in and I genuinely care about every human around me's well-being. That's just being human and having empathy for everyone. And I genuinely care about everyone around me. But that does not mean that I'm so invested in your life that I need to see what you're having for lunch every day. Yet here I am posting what I have for lunch every day. Like, does anyone actually care? Like that, this is the thinking that I get caught up in. And like, this is just where I spiral. So here's what I do know. I know that I am so grateful for social media bringing such abundance to my life and such an amazing career to my life and such possibility to my life. It has fueled truly a unique lifestyle for me and one that I really value and one that I'm really, really happy in. I know that I never want to stop this podcast as long as I live. I know that at my core, I love creativity and I love being an entrepreneur. So any way that I can blend those two in creativity and business, I am all about. I also know that I would be a much better version of myself if I did not scroll mindlessly on social media apps. So that brings me to the final question. How do I stop scrolling? Slap in the face. The simple answer that's blaring is that I'm just going to need to practice this and I just need to practice not scrolling. Just like how at first it was a practice to stop drinking alcohol and now it's so normal for me and for those around me that I just don't drink and it's just like, oh, she just doesn't drink. Like I don't even think about it. You know what I mean? So it's just something that I'm going to have to practice. And that's really just the answer. Like, how do I fix this? I just don't scroll. So I'll keep you guys posted on my no scroll journey. This is not me saying like, I'm going off social media. I'm not. I'm just myself. I'm trying to actively practice not scrolling. And maybe I'll revisit this episode in a few months and see if I'm on my way to revisit those five positive intentions and qualities that I listed earlier that would happen if I were to stop scrolling. I'm also going to look for apps that maybe like lock you out of scrolling, but maybe also look for apps that plan your posting for you so that I don't need to like go on the Instagram app and like physically post. Um, so if you guys have any suggestions, please leave it in the YouTube comments. I would say Instagram, but then I'd have to scroll to go read them. So YouTube is the place to go. And then while you're there, also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Okay. I think that's all that I have today. Um, Thank you guys for listening to my rant today. It felt really good to get it out. And hopefully this can spark some sort of conversation about scrolling. Again, this is not like hating social media. This is not my like announcing departure of social media. I'm still on social media. I'm not really going anywhere. But these are my thoughts on social media and my thoughts on scrolling specifically. I just feel like scrolling is my root of evil and my demise and my downfall and my kryptonite. And I need to abandon scrolling if I want to reach the level of career that I want to get at, of personal development that I want to be at, and just the person that I want to be. My higher self does not scroll. So that's where I'm going to leave it. I'm sending you guys so much love to wherever you are. Thank you so much for watching this. Thank you so much for listening today. Happy Manifest Monday. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 oh,